is time for the Jody Vance experience here on Equity Guru. Glad to have you with us as we learn more about the industry of investment. I mean, so many people want to invest and yet have no idea where to even begin or what sector they're most interested in investing in. So we're spending time here on the experience getting to know some people who certainly have uh, a great deal of experience in exactly that. And today we have somebody who's, I was just saying, bios that are pages long. Steve Saviak is with us, uh, career in accounting at KPMG, but moved move to venture capital investing years ago. Steve, can you give us a little bit of a sort of a background history of, of who you are aside from the company you're working with right now? Yes. I, well, I, uh, I started off, uh, as you uh, correctly said, as a, was known at that time as a chartered accountant with KPMG, Pete Marwick, that morphed into today KPMG. Um, went into taxation, started to look at a lot of investments for my clients and the tax um, aspects of those investments, and really started to, to fall in love with the investing uh, world, if you will, with private equity, venture capital. Uh, so I've done quite a bit of that over the last really probably 35 years, um, and the last 20 of which were in the life science area. So before I was involved with other uh, endeavors, whether it be in satellite communications, uh, I think from a recognizable uh, uh, point of view in terms of something that people could relate to, I was one of the co-founders and early investors in a company called FieldTurf, which makes a new synthetic playing surface, which you see uh, around the world right now. It's this ubiquitous rubber uh, gra uh, granules in, in, in top of, uh, of sort of like a shag carpet effectively, and it, it revolutionized uh, sports playing services. So a lot of satisfaction in that, but uh, I, the last 20 years, I uh, got involved with various uh, investments in life, early stage life science companies, uh, which ultimately led me to um, be involved with pharmaceutical chemicals and uh, ultimately in 2003 uh, to start with other, some other executives in the pharma industry, um, Valio Pharma, and uh, the rest is a great run of 18 years, which I've enjoyed tremendously and still look forward to coming to work every day and, and being involved with really some great people and some really interesting drugs. So what is the mission statement of Valio Pharma for our viewers' purposes? Um, the, the, and, and it's important because this mission statement really drives uh, who we are and what we do, but our, our mission is to bring the best pharmaceutical products from around the world into Canada for the benefit of Canadians. Uh, we think that that is, uh, you know, Canada is a, is a well-developed country, but a relatively small country in terms of the pharmaceutical industry. It's about 2% of uh, the world market. So often it can get overlooked, not by the multinational. So the multinational companies would be companies like Novartis, uh, or Merck or Pfizer. They all have operations in Canada and they all make their drugs available in Canada. But there are many, many smaller companies uh, that have that develop very innovative drugs, whether it be in the US, in Europe or in Asia, that have no, uh, they do not have the capacity to set up uh, operations in Canada. So it's, it's upon us to find these opportunities, again, in selected areas, uh, selected what we call therapeutic areas. So a therapeutic area would be something like oncology or slash right. cancer or neurology. Uh, we focus on a, a set on three areas. It's to find these very innovative drugs created elsewhere in the world and bring them uh, and make them available to Canadians, which includes 
making doctors aware of them, health, other healthcare professionals. Obviously, they prescribe them to patients and, and importantly, to try to get the governments to pay for these drugs, which is a big aspect of, of the pharma business that people don't often think about. But um, the provincial governments uh, each regulate their own provinces drug plans and uh, pay for about 50% of all drugs consumed in Canada, prescription drugs I'm talking about. So it's very important to get the provinces to, to pay. So it's often, uh, the, you know, finding the payer for a specific medication is very important. It's interesting because big pharma gets such a bad rap by many, you know, in the anti-vax community or people who want to look at pharmaceuticals as just a, a scheme and a plan to take your money and, and maybe make you sick when in fact, Simply what you just said about Valio Pharma right there is advocating on behalf of people of Canada to have access to pharmaceuticals that might be game changers in their lives. Absolutely. We look for innovative drugs, drugs that have better efficacy, so work better than other drugs. In some cases, it's for a condition where there is no conventional therapy. Yeah. Um, so this is like a new type of medicine for a specific uh, ailment. It could be a, a drug that has less side effects or less interaction with other drugs. So some tangible benefit to Canadian patients uh, is what we, we seek for. And probably the, an example of that was a drug we launched a year ago or a year and a half ago for Parkinson's, which was the first new drug launched in Canada for Parkinson's disease in 14 years. And this drug has those benefits. It has benefits of less drug interaction, it has benefits of better efficacy than prior generations of that class of drug. Uh, I think it's a real benefit to those uh, patients in Canada that suffer from Parkinson's disease. No kidding. Music to the ears of so many when there are breakthroughs uh, for drugs or finding out that a drug that was, you know, created to help with you know, the s symptoms of E. coli that turns out to be the 99% um, efficacy on a, a, an ultra rare disease that, that typically would result in, in a horrible outcome. I mean, those are the things that some small drug companies abroad might not be able to bring to Canada. That's correct. It's a question of the size of the market. It's a, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it starts off with the science and, and the science uh, and, and this belief of helping people. I think that's common for all the drug companies in the world. There is a, a strong sense of, of helping humanity, helping people overcome conditions. And as you see in many cases, in many types of diseases, there are uh, drugs uh, now available that weren't available 20 years ago that can actually manage symptoms or manage a condition quite well. Uh, I think that's the, the starting point, but the, the, there is a reality of financial behind it. And Canada is one of the, I'd say the lower, uh, lower to lower tier drug prices uh, or has some of the lower drug prices in the world. Uh, so I think our system is working well, maybe as compared to let's say the US and, and certain other countries. Uh, but there is a reality that companies cannot sell at a loss. It costs a lot of money uh, to, to develop drugs and yes. to, it has to be recouped uh, at, at the end of the day. So I think there is two sides to the coin about why drug prices are, are high. Uh, again, high drug prices also fund the many billions of dollars of research, some of which is being uh, benefited of right now with this, with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic where a lot of money has been put into, it's amazing. I'm truly impressed 
with the speed at which some of these vaccines have been developed and are now starting to be brought to market. And it shows you that you have to have a solid, uh, vibrant pharmaceutical industry to be able to do that. And uh, without it, we God knows what might happen. So it's uh, very proud to be part of that industry. We're not involved in COVID where our drugs are involved with other areas. It's a, but I, I'm very impressed with the, with the, the speed and the, um, that, that this has all happened. And I think uh, hats off to those who are involved. Yeah, spreading around the accolades is certainly important now, as we have seen, you know, going into the early days of COVID-19 and having some experts and, and legitimate scientists say we may never see a vaccine for this virus. And here we are just nine months later with possibly four or five of them. That's the investment piece, investing in science and, and really working, getting things from the bench to the bedside, as they say, you know, the study piece is so massive, the sharing of information and, and, and really broadening uh, that global access as well, which brings us back to Valio Pharma. So for somebody who's watching this right now and saying, I like Steve, I think what Steve is doing is, is important and it feels like it's something that I'd like to be a part of. How does one go about investing in an established um, opportunity such as, as Valio? Because as you mentioned, this, is, this company has been around for quite some time. What, what offer is there for somebody looking to invest now? Well, our, our company, Valio Pharma Inc., is a publicly traded company in Canada. Uh, stock symbol is VPH. Uh, we have only been public for well less than two years now, uh, roughly 22 months. Um, and we've been around a long time, uh, you know, two, 2003, but we have a, a sort of an interesting story of that in 2014 and 15, you know, we sold our, our business essentially to what was at that time Valiant, now known as Bosch right. Health. Yeah. Uh, we were heavily involved in dermatology. Uh, Bosch uh, sought those, uh, some of the, the products that we had. Uh, and uh, we concluded that transaction in 2014. Subsequent to that, so we, we, we had the same core people. We kept the company name. We sold our products, not the company. We said, we, we have other ideas. We have other areas we want to be in. Let's keep going at this thing. So we reinvested a considerable amount of, of money uh, ourselves personally as a private company at that time to in-license and acquire uh, additional drugs. We now sell nine drugs in Canada. Uh, that number will be 13 probably by the end of next year. Um, and uh, our revenues are growing. Uh, we're on the verge of profitability. This is, a, as you know, an industry that is quite a high uh, hurdle uh, rate or introductory rate in the sense is very regulated. So you need a lot of people that handle some of that regulatory aspect. Uh, we are in the low 30s of employment and by January we'll be in the mid 40s. So we're in a hiring spree. So we have the so the sort of the wind in our sails in terms of sale of, of our revenues and and going towards uh, profitability and uh, we're very excited about uh, the future for Valio to continue to bring uh, innovative medicines to Canadian uh, patients and healthcare professionals. So this is a good opportunity for the investor. You say your sales are up and the the gust of wind is about to come. That's the perfect storm. Okay. That's right. I think there's a, as you say, it's a, a critical mass and you get this momentum and the momentum is building upon itself now. So it's a, um, a very exciting time to be with us. It took a lot of work to get here. Um, and uh, it's, uh, but I'm uh, 
you know, extremely committed. Our one thing that separates Valio from you know many other companies is we're even as a publicly traded company, um, there our board of directors, our management team, and our employees are all shareholders, and we collectively own about sixty-five percent of the shares of the company right now. So we put a considerable amount of our own money into it into the company, and it aligns us with our outside side shareholders with our third, what I call our third party shareholders. Our objective is to build a, a, a company that has growing revenues, uh, gr- growing earnings that actually does so by this, by, by selling uh, innovative drugs to Canadians or for the benefit of Canadians. And I think that's the same. And, and, and it's really that share price appreciation that drives our team. We're not, this is not a lifestyle kind of company where you get a good salary, but you know, you don't have much um, equity in the company, or you don't have much risk with the company in the sense that you haven't invested a lot. And I think that our third party shareholders have the same objectives. They want to see price appreciation. So we are aligned in that way. And we're, I think, one of the few companies, um, whether it's pharmaceutical or, or just in general in Canada, that has such a high inside ownership. And I think that is, uh, is something that should be comforting to, to your viewers to say, you know, these guys have put their money where their mouth is. And, um, you know, or these guys have put their money where mine is, Yeah, you know, if you're, it's a win-win for everybody because exactly. the, the company can't win without the third party investor coming along for the ride. That's right. It, we, we just completed a financing in September of $7 million. Um, and, uh, in, again, insiders continue to invest in that round, but we did bring on a lot of new, uh, third party or outside shareholders, uh, it's important. I think as companies grow access to capital and having a good shareholder base is is extremely important in any company's growth, uh, and as it is in ours. And we uh, we try to make as much effort as we can to communicate with our outside shareholders and let them know where is value today, where is it going to be in two years from now, yeah, and what are some of the milestones that we anticipate in the future. And I think that that reach out program is is extremely important and is well received by. Uh, unfortunately, I can't call everyone personally and say, you know, this is what's going on and, and spend a half an hour talking to them. We have well over a thousand shareholders today. That would be uh, prohibitive. But uh, obviously, through interviews such as this and, and other outreach programs that we do on an ongoing basis, um, we hope that our investors are kept uh, as they should be. As an owner of the company, they are owners of the company. They should know what's going on and what to expect. Well, we certainly hope that uh, you'll keep us posted here on the Jody Vance Experience. It's a pleasure to chat with you. Before I let you go, I want to um, I want to ask you what you would say to a first-time investor who is looking at Valio as perhaps their toe being dipped into the market pool. Um, how 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 how? What was your first investment? Do you remember? Do you remember the first time you actually pulled the trigger on like, yeah, I've got I've got a thousand dollars for this. Long. I remember uh, doing it. I just can't remember what the investment was. But you know, you have to look at it as in in a, be realistic. Uh, and I'm not giving investment advice here, but just no, no. We, we've got the yeah. disclaimer on this. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, but this is not a uh, value uh, value opportunity. It's not like an overnight, or it's going to double in 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 two weeks, or of something of that nature. I think you're looking at a growing company that has a lot of people having their vested interest in it. And I think if someone is willing to say, I want to make a long-term investment and I'm going to diversify my portfolio, but I want to be exposed to healthcare or life sciences, 
I think in that situation, uh, Valio represents a very attractive opportunity. Um, and and I, I say, you know, keep and also access to to management, access to information, access to what the company is doing. This is not, nothing is happening where uh, there is like, uh, I think it's important for any investment to try to keep as abreast of it as possible and try to follow the, the business model and events happening. And I think part of my job at Value is to make sure that my shareholders who I'll consider my partners uh, if you, if I was walking down the street and said I'm a Valio shareholder, I can't give divulge inside information to you. But you know, you're I, I'm working for you as much as I'm working for myself. So I think that's the important part. Find good management over and above. That's the most important thing in an industry that has um, a, a bright future. The pharma industry is is not going uh, sideways or down. It's going to continue to grow. Uh, new medications are making life longer and better and i think that's uh, that's truly encouraging for for everybody um and i, I think that there's uh, look you know supporting that kind of business um is a uh, i think has a good financial return but and it also a good uh, altruistic return you feel good about it and i and and believe me when i talk to doctors or patients that have been benefited by our drugs or any i do feel good that we played a small role in that uh, process I love that. Let's leave it there. Steve Saviak, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. That's Valio Pharma on the Jody Vance Experience.